Welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damon Ossifer with your host, Paul Frederick. Make Kundalini ready for prime time? I'm not sure. Uh, or is it is it possible that it's only that it's only for the few? Well, um, yeah, I, I, um, but I mean, the march towards consciousness is inevitable. I mean, that's uh, unless we destroy ourselves, which is very possible. Um, because we're doing things, uh, we're doing more things for selfish reasons than we are for the good of of mankind. It's very, very interesting to read books about the founding fathers of the United States, uh, Jefferson, Washington, Madison, and how their whole thing was to be successful against the British, we have to defer our own uh, desires and we have to cooperate, we have to sacrifice. And they all wondered like, after this war, will we continue to make these sacrifices as a people? If not, we are doomed, we will not succeed because our, our, our form of government is too prone to uh, authoritarianism if the wrong things the wrong chemistry uh, or other uh, occurrences come together. Mm-hmm. So um, th- these are things of of consciousness. Consciousness rules. Uh, consciousness rules uh, everyday life. It rules religion. It rules law. It rules education. It rules everything we've thrown together. It rules, in fact, human nature. We can't change. See, we, the problem is now we we have a human nature that the founding fathers of the country spoke out against, saying that if we continued in and and this this part of us of self-aggrandizement and self-enrichment took control of our our society, we would not succeed. And uh, so we've tried to change human nature. I mean, Mao Zedong had the, 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 uh, uh, those things that, what was it, the 30 year, I don't know what, what, I can't remember what they're called. Um, but these things where everybody was supposed to sacrifice, go to the country and, and be a peasant, mm-hmm. go to the city and be a teacher. It didn't work because, yeah. Uh, human nature. The only way to to change human nature is consciousness rules human nature. So if we if we if our consciousness improves, we have a chance. But we're a long way from it. That's the that's the that's the situation. I I believe. Well, I I, I agree with you, and I think another thing that gets into that is one of the things we've been talking about all this process is that it has it, it's it's all of uh, a voluntary like thing you can't you can't go put 10 people in a room and say now awaken your kundalini right 
And that's right. Get, yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and we got to this guy's got a gun. So you better un unlock it fast. Right. You know, it doesn't work like that. Right. You can't do that. You can't make a law. Right. I mean, I can see Mao Zedong, you know, make a law. You know, everyone must awake. All citizens must awaken Kundalini within the next 30 days or else or else you're counter revolutionary. Right. And it's like it doesn't work like that. It's like to to unlock it. First of all, an individual has to want they have to have some deep wish for it or something like that. Maybe you don't know exactly what you want, but you have a, a wish for being a wish for something more permanent within you or a wish to see truth or something like that. And I mean, like you didn't know exactly what, you know, I get the impression you didn't know exactly what you were looking for when you were in Paris and you were like, you know, going through all of this, you know, going through all of these steps, but you're on a, on a search for something, right? Like no one like sent you there and said, you need to go find, you know, need to find this. It was so gradual because I was living I was, it was like a paradise. I mean, I had beautiful women. I had the, um, all sorts of incredible people. I had a way of life, way of life that, that was generally appreciated. That was very open. That was very tolerant of, of differences and everything, uh, that in many cases, the United States isn't how I extracted myself from that and, and learned to and learn to, because when I went to the south of France, th this was as close uh, as I, from w just looking back on it, it's like what people did in Tibet, you know, like Milarepa going to live in a cave uh, in the Himalayas um, by himself and eating nestles, nestle soup, nettle, nettle soup um, until he turned green. Uh, that was what I did. And I, I looked back and I said, and people talk to me now about what they want to do. And if I say I went to a remote place and did it in a certain time, but I'm, I don't know if you, you know, if you, you, that was, was something you should do, but <laughs> I mean, it's as foreign to, to today's individual uh as wearing a uh, as wearing a suit of armor is uh you know people have to do things on mass go to yoga class go to this class go to that class um and how can you do your thinking or your your learning in an in an environment where so it's most of it is just social where you're you want to be um you know, you want to be surrounded by people. And yet I extracted myself from that. And well, after a while, after I began having these sensations and I've and I've I felt uh, weakened after ejaculating, I thought, well, you know, I better deal with this in some kind of way. And so I trusted in the secret of the golden flower and it got me somewhere. <laughs> I never would have growing up uh at age eight and somebody if somebody told me as a as an eight-year-old that i would get into something like that i would have thought they're crazy it's a spiritual um temptations and or or things but most part 
we get nowhere. Maybe I'm mistaken because I'm not in touch with great with huge numbers of people. So I don't know. I can't. I can't really judge anything in a negative way. But you, you're probably well, I, more. When you're talking about how terrified people are of being alone, being by themselves, and going off on their own, uh, that well, I, I think it's even worse. It's probably even worse than you're describing with the. Uh, uh, the younger generations and social media and stuff. It's like there's no encouragement to do anything uh, independently. Like people do anything that they do is 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 looking for other people to uh, validate it and, and verify things for them. A lot of like religious ideas or mystical ideas um, that are going around out there have, for the most part. They've degenerated into the level of fetishism. Like people use them just bas basically fetishistically, right? Like they get a rush out of it, or they use them to uh, as as identity features, right? Like if I'm yeah. yoga, well, it's part of my identity. I'm a yoga person, or I get I get into the occult. Well, I'm a I'm an occult I'm an occult person. That's the kind of person I am. That's the kind of stuff I'm gonna post on my Facebook, you know. Um, and, and those are the kind of people I'm going to attract as my as as my friends. And it's probably always been like this since the beginning of of things that there's this this there's ancient words for this. And I can't think of any of them right now. But that the the, the world of illusions or, or Maya Buddhism is a Maya yeah. um, that that a lot of reality is just like it, it's just a lot of bullshit that like sucks you into it. Now, I don't. I don't fully subscribe to like the idea that you know the world is an, an illusion, right? Like like a, a lot of what I hear understand yeah. is um I'm not totally I, I I I don't fully subscribe to all of that, um but I do think it's just based upon you know maybe the, that's maybe that's some kind of a conceit or metaphor and not not uh, in other words that it's an illusion, uh because you're you're um because you see it as a uh, you're you're trying to see it as a reality where in, in effect it's it's just a figment it's just a a metaphor yeah. yeah no yeah i agree and and i think that that's always that's always been there um plato the greek philosopher loved to use this analogy of the cave right the, the, oh yeah that's yeah. a beautiful <laughs> Right. That's a great one. Right. That like humanity's yeah. situation is basically, well, you're chained in the darkness and and fire creates reflections of shadows and you think that's reality. So you just sit there and look at images against a wall. And he came up with that long before televisions were and televisions and computer screens are around. But the metaphor is even more relevant now. That's exactly yes. the situation. People look at images on a screen and they believe, oh, well, this is reality, you know, um, when it's not reality at all. Uh, it's very far from it. And the only way to get away from that is to, as you were saying, to break off on your own, right? To walk away from that and like kind of make this individual, you know, individual journey to get out of that cave. It doesn't always have to be like alone in a, in a, you know, some remote place. It can be something else. It can be go live in a tent in front of the White House and, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
march against uh, nuclear energy or something like that. Uh, yes. Uh, and for a year, something that completely uh, changes your life, uh, takes you away from from creature comforts and. Uh, I've enjoyed talking. What I liked about talking with you is that you were more or less on the same wavelength, which is hard to do because you've you've read into things the similar uh, and extracted similar things that that I have have uh, read into them, and and that makes it easier to talk about. One thing I'd like to add is that <clears throat> my latest project is <clears throat> I've been writing a novel. Uh, it's really a Kundalini novel, but it's the word Kundalini is not in it. As a matter of fact, the whole spiritual thing is is uh, is very much, I would say, disguised. So it takes somebody who grows grown up in Oklahoma, uh, whose father is very authoritarian, and whose sister or, or aunt and is very cosmopolitan, and uh, and they couldn't be more unalike and the father is an ex uh, prize fighter and the mother is the wife of a famous uh, sophisticated playwright of the 40s and uh, so he goes to live with with the aunt and matures into uh, you know a, a kind of a, a upper class type guy and uh, but he's a very mixed race guy. He, he's nobody really knows what race he is. He's not black. He's not white. He's not uh, Indian. But he looks like he could be uh, any. So he, he's very in the beginning. He's he's really uh, like he's he goes to boarding school. So he has this thing about women and wanting to know women and make up for lost time. That high school. <clears throat> Uh, friends that he knows were dating women all the time and so he becomes a television producer and uh, constantly involved with women on the side and slowly through an experience like a, a very life-changing experience he begins to look towards the spiritual and there's all kinds of ups and downs challenges and types of things and um, it's a long book which traditional publishing says is is not uh, looked up, is frowned upon right now because people don't want to read a, a 500 uh, well they don't want to read books by Tolstoy or uh, uh, Theodore Dreiser they want uh, books about their uh, a happy a happy peanut or something that's uh, 100, 120 20 pages long. Well, I think it sounds awesome. So, when it when is it going to be done? When's well, it come I'm, out? I'm I'm I've scheduled uh, the cover for May and also the proofreading for May. So okay. after uh, when May is over, I hope to have uh, I hope to be able to put it together and then put it onto Amazon. And uh, I'd be glad to send you a copy. Uh, well, uh, either print or um, um, you know ebook. Excellent. No, that's excellent. Do do that, and uh, I'll I'll read it, and we'll have you back on have you back on the show, um, and I'll like help uh, promote it and hype it as as much as I can. 
um i guess this show goes out on youtube and 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 other places and and i get uh a lot of good response on it uh quite often so yeah i mean you're doing you're doing a great job man i i you know it's uh um it's i've been interviewed by a, a number of people and uh and i don't always feel at ease because they're the I, I need a little bit more of a free flowing thing and and somebody who's uh, not asking. I, mean, I hate to that the question is what is Kundalini? I can't, it's, <laughs> that's usually how those these interviews start, and uh, I feel so inadequate when you know. I, I I mean, I've read eight million definitions of it, but I still feel like I don't like to be pinned down to answering it i feel like people like so maybe we're going to go off on another tangent here you know um kundalini is something that i've always like heard there's a big hodgepodge of like literature and ideas about this and it gets into chakras and like people who are into it like start telling you well well you got to do this chakra and that chakra and this chakra means that this means that and they start connecting it with you know you know tarot cards or you know all all this like other stuff and maybe that's all fine and well but what stood out to me when i read your stuff and i read and then and then the go the gopi stuff is that it was kind of a no oh no 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 all that stuff is just kind of like a bunch of a bunch of frills and that's not necessary and 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 really here's the essence of what this is and once i understood like what the essence of what that is then i'm like oh no, that's what I'm. That's what I've been talking about. That's or that's what I've been trying to talk about. That's what I'm trying to articulate. That's what I'm trying to like gain a better better understanding of. And I think that that's really the the that's really the thing. Now I have a well, question. I have one well, question, really quick. One question about this that that I keep wanting to ask is is Gopi Krishna is when his. Is, was he the first person, the first books in the West to kind of talk about Kundalini, or where where was he at on the spectrum of all this big rush of like literature that we've had on it over the last you know fifty years? Yes, I um, it was the only book I, when I, when I went to Wiser's back then in seventy two. It was the only book that I read uh, that I found that had anything to do with Kundalini that gave a name to it. And after just thumbing through a few pages, I saw this is exactly what happens, what I went through. And uh, there were books that I that I also had with me besides The Secret of the Golden Flower. Um, there was some uh, a book by a guy and I can't remember his name, but I still have the books. Um, Chinese. The secrets, I think one's called the secrets of Chinese meditation, but it didn't go into, uh, it went into a lot of different things, but it didn't, I don't remember it in terms of Kundalini, uh, you know, like you say, uh, there's, you you now go to that same uh, re, uh, shelf in the, in a bookstore and you're going to find 500 books on Kundalini. And uh, I've read a few but I got to the point where I just can't take any more because uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm most of what I'm gonna learn about it is I'm gonna learn from myself. Um, 
I'm not saying they're good or bad. I, I, there are a lot of people that I've talked with that are very knowledgeable. And, um, but I still, my experience, the closest experience to mine that I've encountered is Gopi Krishna's. And that was due to that thing of sexual, uh, that, that's, that both of us acknowledged the, the role of sexuality, that, that we, were, we were ejaculating inside, and, uh, but, but not, at, not before um, turning this, uh, uh, th- this physical semen into a kind of elixir that, this, that can travel up the spine uh, in, in its native form as, uh, as uh, uh, sperm. It can't do that. Um, so nature or the kundalini process has this, this kind of chemistry <laughs> experiment uh, or procedure. And maybe that's why I've I talked to so many people that have tried every single way. They've at least said they've tried my way and, and many other ways, and it doesn't happen for them. So Kundalini is, is also something that uh, that I don't know if it's part of the uh, a conscious that that there's something out there that makes a, com, a conscious choice that this person but not that person, or that they're just they're doing something wrong, but. Uh, I know you may have encountered people in your experience too that have that same uh, experience, that same issue. It's an ec- it echoes uh, the secret of the golden flower in this passage. An ancient adept said, "Formerly, every school knew this jewel. Only fools did not know it wholly. If we reflect on this, we see that the a- ancients." attain long life by help of the seed energy present in their own bodies and did not lengthen their years by swallowing this or that type of elixir. But the worldly people lost the roots and clung to the treetops. Is that in the, is that in the Cleary translation? No, I think it's in the Wilhelm there. That's in the Wilhelm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I uh, have trouble reading because I got macular degeneration and I, words kind of separate and uh, come together. Like moon will become M O N mon, and or mon will become moon and uh, words. Yeah, is it proper nouns of uh, start eluding you as you get older? Yeah. Well, it sounded great to me. It sounded great to me. And that's like, uh, sounds like words to live by. So. Yeah, in Paris, I, I had a lot of uh, jazz musician friends. Uh, they used to play at the American Center, or, which no longer exists. But uh, I mean, a lot of them were, were black guys who were exiled, more or less self-exiled from, from the U.S. on account of racism and uh, uh, or, or visitors like from other countries, black, black, you know, Dexter Gordon and uh, well-known jazz guys. And uh, it was a very fertile uh, uh, time and intellectually and musicians do have, uh, do have uh, a, um, you know, a, a, a different outlook on life in many instances. Well, you know where I very first first place I remember hearing the word kundalini 
And then, and I remember it from here because after this, I asked someone else what it means, but it was from a band uh, called Love and Rockets, which is a British British band in the '80s, British like kind of uh, um, alternative alternative rock kind of band, and they had a song uh, all aboard the Express Kundalini. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, it's a great song. And I asked someone sometime, I said, what does that mean anyhow? And they said, ah, it's some, some uh, Eastern thing about the spirit or fire or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And I just kind of I just kind of packed it away for what, like four more decades. And then all of a sudden yeah. all this stuff comes like spilling out, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. The Secret of the Golden Flower, somebody gave it to me. Uh, or, uh, And uh, I put it away. I, I started reading it. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I put it away for a year and then came back to it and started reading it. And all of a sudden, it made a hell of a lot of sense. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I knew, I, I knew that it was a manual for meditation, but there was an awful lot of excess in it that didn't apply and i thought well maybe it'll work because i'd tried other i'd gone to meditation classes i went to a zen class in in a part of paris and it just i mean it it, it was too structured it just didn't uh, you know i think meditation i think all that stuff I, i've always done it i've done yoga alone i've done uh meditation alone anyway yeah I I I uh, never really got anything out of meditation, kind of you know, in and out of it. And it was actually there's a in in Houston there's a Gurdjieff group that I started working with several years ago, and they have like regular meditation. You know, they, they don't use the word meditation because that word is so um, loaded, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. But um, but they 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 talk about a sitting, right? It doesn't matter what you call it, right? But it's like that kind of like got me to the point where I started doing it enough and doing it frequently that I did. I started to develop sensation, right? I yeah. think I, we're really cut off from sensation from you know ordinary life. Really cuts us off from real sensation, and and definitely from looking inward. And you just got to kind of like you just got to kind of sit there quiet for like a long time. Like they say in, in Golden Flower, it's the 100 days. That's how I look at that. That 100 days means you got to spend uh, a while, you know, so long that you kind of forget how long you've been doing it, just regularly just sitting there, just sitting there quiet, you know, sitting there quiet and still and trying to, for me, it was trying to find a sensation, trying to find a sensation in the body. First, you know the arm and then the leg and kind of moving around and 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 uh and 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 breathing breathing quietly you know breathing steadily and then it started to come together you know as something you know well this is not, this is something way beyond getting together with a group of people and doing it there's something like more significant going on in here that i think the that golden flower just totally starts opening doors yeah, uh, I have a, a friend now. He's well, uh, he's a friend now. Um, he's a, a guy. I think he's probably in his mid thirties. Uh, he went to an engineering school, uh, and uh, he contacted me after reading, deciphering the uh, golden flood. Uh, uh, and um, he's doing a documentary 
on, on the hundred days. In other words, he did kept track of of every of every day and wrote about every day. Wow. In terms of the thing, and uh, he's doing a documentary now, and I, I don't. He's he's doing it big time. He's trying to get it funded from a from a a source, and uh, it's uh, you know he's been doing it for four years and just inch by inch and learning. Wow, that's fascinating. But I think he's he's going to get it done eventually. Yeah. He's had to give up, and then he's had he's had to you know, but he's never completely lost it. And now he's renewed. They've got a whole a website up, and they're doing fundraising. And oh, what's the um, what's it what's it called again? What's his name? Uh, his name is. Uh, I'll, I'll send you. Uh, okay. I'll send you uh, links because I just got a, a an email from him. Okay. Uh, yesterday okay on his progress but yeah i'll send that to you definitely maybe that yeah, he, maybe, yeah he did this uh he, he used this as a kind of template for the basis of this of his documentary the 100 days wow that's excellent yeah no i definitely want to check that out that sounds like really interesting there's another proper name that just <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks, uh, JJ. This has been a great conversation. Um, do you have any uh, any any uh, final final words for for my listeners? Well, I, I know you've probably got a lot of eclect eclecticity in, among your users, so uh, I can't really address all of their interests or whatever, but just just say that it, it, it's really easy because it starts with something that you don't have to pay for, and that is your breathing. So if you know how to breathe or if you don't know how to breathe and you learn how to breathe, you're on your way to something very, very interesting that you may yet really appreciate or sometimes regret, but that's life. Awesome. All right. Thanks, JJ. We'll uh, talk to you again soon and uh, keep fighting the good fight. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.